Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, broadcasting from the beautiful desert here in the state of Arizona in the United States. This is The Secret Teachings, and we welcome you to the show, whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the middle of the night. Welcome to The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. If you'd like to download the Fringe FM app, you can do that for free, so you can listen to the network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You can also check us out on the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Or if you're interested in The Secret Teachings and you are a fan of the show or you'd like to hear an episode again after you've already listened, you can subscribe to the full show archive on the website. And when you do that, you get the ad-free shows. All the Secret Teachings are in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Yearly subscribers get... All the perks, plus a free copy of one of my books. Those books are Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. We also have a new archive on the website for non-subscribers. It has all the shows in it, but it is running with advertisements. So if you'd like to get rid of those ads, you can subscribe or you can just listen with the advertisements, and that is a way we've monetized the show now. I'm just starting to do that. I've run this show in an antiquated way for so long that it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I've been doing this for over 10 years, and I'm just figuring out how to do these really basic things. I mean, some people might think I'm a smart guy, but when it comes to technology and social media and PR and things like that, I, I'm completely lost when it comes to that kind of thing. I just don't have any clue. I don't want to paint myself as as a as an idiot, but sometimes I feel like an idiot. Sometimes I have no no clue what's going on. I'm just like completely dumbfounded and baffled uh, when it comes to things like that. But I do have uh, you know the antiquated website with the the archive and and all that. It's on the website www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, I do ha- I do know how to work email rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rd. G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. You can also find our sponsorships on the website, Pro One Water Filters. That's a really good sponsorship, something I'd recommend. Pro One Water Filters, click the link. I think they still have a holiday special there. Click that link and look at the water filters they have available. I think it's 25% off right now. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. And you can also find us on Patreon and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. You know, my friend uh, Mike D, who has co-hosted with us for a long time, Mike D just he keeps asking me and he keeps telling me, he's like, man, you got to get on TikTok. You got to make short, small videos. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what TikTok is. It's probably some Chinese spy app. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have any clue what TikTok is. I still don't know what Reddit is. I don't understand what these applications are for. Maybe I'm autistic or something like socially autistic. I, I just don't understand the social media things and 
why that's so attractive to people. Like I'm, I'm attracted to books. I'm attracted to parallels and patterns and, and, and things that are unseen parallels and patterns. I mean, that's where, where my, my energy, my essence takes me. That's where it carries me. And, and I've started to notice some strange parallels and some strange patterns that I haven't spoken to many people who have realized these same, these same parallels and patterns. Last week we did a show right before Christmas. We called it Oh Ho the UFO, called the show A Festival of Unidentified Lights. It gave it a little Christmas theme. And we discussed how we have all of these reports from all over the United States, all over the world. I was just reading about reports in the UK earlier today of UFO sightings and how they're, they're increasing in number. Uh, around the world, UFO sightings are increasing in number. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. No reason to go into the specifics of those reasons, but it's not because there's some alien invasion underway. It's a lot of reasons that might relate from entertainment and the media coverage of UAPs and this very soft, nudging, implicating, quote-unquote, disclosure. And also maybe because people are looking up into the skies more and more, and maybe they're seeing those those unexplained uh, things. That doesn't mean they're alien, but they're looking up and they're seeing those things. So UFO reports have exploded around the world, from the United States to the UK, all over Europe. And these are things you can just type in on the internet and you can find them. Just type in UFO sightings, UFO reports, and you find a bunch of these. It's, it's like a daily occurrence if you're going out looking for them, at least. And last week on the show, we talked about how not only do you have this, this increase in sightings, but a lot of this is coming on the heels of the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group forming under the the Pentagon and how their goal is to basically catalog, categorize, investigate, and determine the origin of UFOs slash UAPs. They don't like when you call it a UFO. They they want you to call it a UAP because the government and the military has been able to take control of the narrative by changing the definition of, of 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 the, the 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 words or the abbreviations, they're they're basically changing the language in order to control it. So this new program is going to go out and investigate these UFOs, these UAPs, but they're also going to do something else. They're they're supposed to place investment. This is what I'm reading. This is from the Hill. They're supposed to place investment in replicating these advanced characteristics and performances of these craft. Now, I don't know what that means to you, but to me, to replicate these advanced characteristics means to reverse engineer something. So when we discussed this last week on the show, we were talking about the Festival of Unidentified Lights 
And it doesn't really matter what those lights are. They could be military craft. They could be things like, uh, you know, some kind of uh, aerospace or corporate aerospace uh, experiment that the military might not know about or vice versa, military experiments that uh, the Air Force might not know about. It could be a combination uh, of both. I mean, I, we, we just don't know what these things are. But we know in a lot of cases what they're not. And in a lot of cases, they're definitely not commercial airliners. They're, they're definitely not you know spaceships from other worlds, uh, at least in the conventional or traditional or Hollywood sense. We're just not really sure what they are. So, so going along with the general theme, there's an idea here that I've been tossing around in my head, and I haven't heard anybody else talking about this. But I was thinking, if we're going to put money, and this, again, isn't my opinion. This is what the, the, the Department of Defense, DARPA, aerospace industry, this is what they're doing. If they're going to invest money into reverse engineering these craft, a couple of things come to mind. One, how are they going, how they're going to do this? How are you going to do this if you don't have the craft? So, I mean, maybe they're going to just observe them and then reverse engineer them from what they're observing, you know? They're going to study from a, from a distance and then try to reverse engineer it that way. Okay, that, that's plausible. That makes sense. Or maybe they have a crashed one or one that's been, quote-unquote, shot down or I should say, quote-unquote, crashed as well. Maybe they have something like that. And if they have something like that, why are they saying that they're going to possibly make investments in this and possibly replicate these types of things. I mean, if you already have it, you don't need to do that in the future. You could do it right now, and likely you've been able to do this from a military standpoint for, for decades. And I'm not talking about Roswell necessarily. I'm talking about literally dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of UFO crashes, incidences, uh, supposed deals with the military or government. I mean, even if you cut out 90% of that, you're still left with some very, very credible accounts, cases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know what the truth is, and maybe that's the point, but the big question is if we were to investigate these craft, we're going to find out that these craft, we know that they don't make noise. We know that they seem to defy the laws of physics. We know that they, these things are, are clearly not man-made because if they were man-made, you might be saying, well, they could be foreign governments. Okay, well, if they are man-made, if they are a foreign government, you tell me why since the 1940s up till the present day, these craft are still outmaneuvering our most advanced aircraft that, that, you know, that at least are publicly known. How are these craft doing the same thing with World War II aircraft that they're doing with 21st century aircraft? They're defying the laws of physics. So it's very unlikely that the, the, the quote-unquote real UFOs, the truly unexplained uh, bizarre phenomena, they're not man-made. So if they're not man-made, that could imply a lot of things. But we know that they don't make noise. We know that they defy the laws of physics. We know that these craft are probably otherworldly. And even if they've been built with the assistance of these otherworldly beings, they're still created with a technology that is, that is not man-made, that is beyond, 
what the public and probably the military to a large degree in the aerospace industry, what, what they have in terms of technological developments and, 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 and ways to build things. So we're going to find out that these craft conveniently, well, we can assume actually they don't burn fossil fuels and they're not harmful to the environment. I mean, maybe electromagnetically they are, but they're not a danger to the environment. They're not emitting, you know, carbon, right? They're, they're not emitting uh, methane or something like that. So it'd be very convenient to invest billions, if not trillions of dollars into this type of an investigation, dumping all that money into what already is a black budget or a series of black budget programs through the Department of Defense and through DARPA and through the aerospace industry and these private corporations, these private companies, in order to find out that the aliens have a technology that can save us from a climate disaster. And and as I'm thinking about that, I'm kind of rolling that around in my head. Another realization came to me today. NASA is working to establish two different things in regards to the UFO question. They're working to establish a framework on how to classify alien life. That was as of about a month ago. And NASA is also working very quickly, very rapidly, very fast to set up a foundation for the open acknowledgement of alien life. They're doing this by hiring theologians. According to an article on Christmas Eve, 24 theologians have been hired by NASA to take part in a program at the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University. This comes on the heels of the Department of Defense's new program or project called Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, the AOIMSG program, to catalog and investigate UAPs. And it comes on the heels of the Christmas launch of NASA's new James Webb Telescope. The telescope is really what's been telling the things I've been reading about this telescope in the news. The telescope, according to one report, may, quote, change the way we look at the universe and maybe what is written in scriptures of all religions. That was a a story today. Well, this is one of the stories from the other day, but a number of different stories from the last couple of days about what these what these craft um, or what these uh, you know man-made craft, what these telescopes are going to be able to do, new forms of technology that can allow us to peer out into the the, the depths of space and essentially rewrite what we think we know about human origins and scripture, about the holy and the sacred in particular. Now, when I think about the holy or sacred, I think about the elements, I think about the spirit, I think about metaphor, parable, analogy, symbolism, archetypes, the conscious, the subconscious, and the unconscious, mythology, uh, magic. When a lot of people think about the sacred, they think about what their religious belief is, what their faith is in a god or perhaps a goddess, or they believe in uh, some, uh, some kind of energy or force, you know, that things are animated, like animism, for example. Some people are just atheists. They don't really believe in anything, which you know, I find to be uh, 
in counter-argument to the atheists. I, I find atheism to be kind of, uh, you know, a f- people that are atheists, I think, are fearful of believing in something that is powerful in the same way that they argue that Christians and uh, similar uh, folks are scared of the, the, uh, the abyss or scared of the unknown. I, I think it's an equal argument both ways. But if that telescope, let's say that telescope uh, discovers something that changes the way we we look at scriptures and religion. That is implying something to me that is kind of parallel to the idea that investing in the study and the reverse engineering of UFOs, UAPs, is going to allow us to fix our climate problem with what is likely technology that is man-made. And in order to institute and build the infrastructure for that, we're going to need, drumroll, the conclusion of the Great Reset. I know it might seem unrelated, but I think it's very, very connected. So what you have here is NASA establishing a framework to identify what they are going to call alien life. A few months ago, now NASA has hired theologians to take part in a program that will be run at Princeton University in order to discuss the subject of alien life and distant planets and how it might uh, change our perception of God and creation. And all of that's happening within just a few weeks, while NASA also launches their James Webb Telescope. And they do that on, what, Christmas. They send this telescope up, and it presents to us the idea that on Christmas 2021, we have birthed an instrument that could give birth itself to a new understanding and a new faith. And this, I think, is where it gets a little bit scary. Because the Vatican has for years weighed in on the subject of UFOs and UAPs. They're talking about aliens when Pope Francis said years ago that he'd baptize an alien, while the Vatican's astronomer, Jose Funes, who also appropriate for tonight's show topic, dismissed intelligent design, said that he would baptize an alien. That was like 13 years ago. Jose Funes is a Jesuit father and the director of the Vatican Observatory, and he said that extraterrestrials probably didn't need to be redeemed. They might not have ever broken from God. So they don't need redemption. I mean, just immediately, the idea that extraterrestrials are so close to God that if we come into contact with them, they could be like God. They, they would be, essentially, an extension of God, although we are as well. These, these beings would be God-like. They would be kind of like that thing, that, that little, you know, uh, that little twitch, uh, that, uh, 
that thing about ancient aliens, that thing that people just, it's just a cultural thing. You know, ancient aliens, ancient aliens. Maybe, maybe that's, that's the angle here. That these gods, uh, you know, they come in the form of extraterrestrials. I mean, this is what uh, the Vatican Observatory Director has said. And they said that they would also, uh, by they, the Observatory Director and the Pope, said they would baptize the aliens. So, you know, this presents a number of interesting questions. We see, with the introduction of alien life, whether it's distant in the stars, you know, and, and seen from a distance, or something above our heads that we can't really communicate with, but we see it, we see it there, and we see that the media, the government are acknowledging, yeah, there's something there. How would that reshape our religious and political systems? And would it be possible to merely introduce the public to the idea, but not actually introduce us to the aliens? And therefore, leverage those potential fears and worries and what might be an impending cultural collapse exploit all that for more social control based on an invisible enemy. Perhaps the alien card, real or imagined, could be concocted into a narrative to further the Great Reset, among other things. If James Webb is going to use its power to rewrite sacred scripture, perhaps the real purpose is to destroy faith in the sacred and unconsecrate the holy. And that is what I call Gray's anatomy. What is the gray? What is the alien? What is this energy and this force? And how is it going to be used? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings here on The Fringe FM. Check us out at thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. After years and years of research, I compiled most of the important components of what I learned into three books, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana. And by happenstance, those books turned into a trilogy that can be, but doesn't need to be, read in order. Food Philosophy explores the nature of what it means to be healthy, while examining the ways in which the public is deceived about their food and water. It also explores disease theories and why astronomical events like comets may be more responsible for illnesses than pathogens. It concludes with a look at geoengineering. The technological elixir picks up where the food book leaves off. It explores technology with its benefits and dangers, looking at smart tech, the Internet of Things, advanced robotics, and quantum computers. The text takes us to the mark of the beast, magic, and the music industry 
history, focusing heavily on material death cults and pacts with the devil, and of course black goo. It concludes with an analysis of UFO cults and an otherworldly or dimensional presence influencing mankind through technology. Occult Arcana is truly standalone as an encyclopedia of occult knowledge, covering theology, science, and mythology, symbolism, ritualism, and magic, voodoo, witchcraft, talismans, nursery rhymes, alchemy, and more. Occult Arcana ties it all together. All three books are available in digital form, and they are autographed, if you'd like, in paperback. Just visit thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews and buy yourself a copy or two today. Whether for yourself, family, or friends, they make a wonderful gift for the holidays, something that we explore in detail in the Occult Arcana book. Again, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio. Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana are my books. I hope you get a copy and support the show today. Want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. This is the story of the very first alien Christmas. This is Earth. We is Earth. We will build the ultimate weapon. And their stuff will be our stuff. You've forgotten, but there's an alien battle cruiser about to... There's always an alien battle cruiser or a Karelian death ray or an intergalactic plague that's about to wipe out life on this miserable little planet. The only way these people get on with their happy lives is they do not now sci-fi becoming reality with the formation of a permanent government office tasked with investigating unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as UFOs. They're here, aren't they? They've been here for a long, long time. The answer to this question will have huge implications for the future of humanity. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet. That's what I call a close encounter. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over, during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card. And remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. In the event of, say, a full-scale alien invasion... There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My God. 
prepared do you think this planet's defenses would be? Tell me. Just doom. 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 They've been here for a long, long time. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. Derek, the Night Stalker, brought up a really good point in the chat room over on Discord. He's talking about Kesha and Demi Lovato and how they are working to summon UFOs. The article that he sent over on Discord said that Kesha and Demi Lovato are 2021's UFO summoning dream team. And yeah, I've heard quite a bit about this. In fact, I've been to some of those Stephen Greer presentations in person. I've got no beef with Stephen Greer. I've seen the guy do some, let's say, minorly unethical things, more so disrespectful things to other researchers. I'll just tell you what I experienced. I was sitting at a table at a conference with a very respected researcher, and uh, Stephen Greer just came up and was like, yeah, let's move all this crap, and then just pushed all the guy's books off the table and set up his... his, fake fabricated made up movie BS and he had these two big uh, guys who were probably on steroids with bulletproof vests on following him around so I already have an issue with Stephen Greer because of the way that he treats other people in the so called industry but Stephen Greer has tried to teach people how to summon aliens and you know he's not the only one in fact we can say what we'd like to say And I can say what I always say about people like Stephen Greer and David Wilcock, but you go back to John D. and Edward Kelly and uh, the Enochian communications and the the Babylon working or the apocalypse working, the, the attempt to usher in the eschaton, to usher in Armageddon, and you follow that through to Crowley's work. These are things that we discussed on our show about the metaverse last week. You follow that through to Crowley's work and the detonation of the Trinity bomb in New Mexico, the alchemical work to summon the changeling or to summon the little person, the homunculus. I mean, even look at some of these top scientists who have warned, uh, Enrico Fermi warned that the detonation of the atomic weapon could trigger or signal to an alien race that we are here come find us, and it would seem that some had that intention. And in contemporary times, those people like Elon Musk have said very similar things, usually related to uh, things like AI, but he's said things that just kind of rock people's worlds in a way that is on the surface. It's a, it's a fun thing to talk about. Like you know, it's, it's like a one in a million or a billion chance we're living in base reality. Chances are we're probably living in the simulation. Chances are the life is teeming with, or the universe is teeming with life. And uh, chances are we're summoning our own demise with what he called the demon that is artificial intelligence. And I think it all kind of goes hand in hand. I think it all goes together. I think whatever it is, there's probably endless types of alien species, but whatever it is that we are summoning for power and wealth and all the other worldly uh, things that we desire, 
anything that is going to grant us that power, it's going to want something in exchange. And it's almost like, you know, the, the, collectively, the human race has been used as a bargaining chip to whatever this force is. And I, I don't know if you want to call it aliens. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But if I've got Kesha and Demi Lovato doing Stephen Greer alien summonings, I've got a problem. Okay? I've got a problem with uh, the George Adamski, even the George Van Tassel, uh, the Edward Meyer, um, those people are really annoying. They've they've contacted me so the, the, the Billy Meyer people have contacted me so many times that I just I get disgusted with it. The David Wilcox, the Jay Z Knights, and I mean I'll I'll sit here and name names because I'm just tired of this crap. You know, I, I people like Adamski died in like what did he died in like the '60s or something, so he's dead. George Van Tassel's dead. You know, I've got no issue with these people directly, but like people like David Wilcock, people like David Wilcock claim to be Edgar Casey. Okay, they claim to be Edgar Casey. They make unsubstantiated claims. They wait for the news or scientific studies to be associated with things that they claim, and then they use that to confirm their elusive insiders. Nonsense, hogwash, BS. People like Jay Z Knight, you know, do the same kind of thing. I mean, Jay Z Knight's supposedly channeling a thirty-five thousand-year-old spiritual entity from Atlantis called Ramtha. Nonsense. You can see. I mean, Phil Hendry is better at switching characters than Jay Z Knight. I would believe Phil Hendry is channeling Ramtha before I'd believe Jay Z Knight is with her big, multi-million-dollar celebrity compound ranch up in the Pacific Northwest. I don't buy the school of enlightenment. Okay. And it's like, how about the East SETI Ranch? I, I've been to the East SETI Ranch. I got banned from the East SETI Ranch, okay? I got banned from the East SETI Ranch. Why? Well, it wasn't any specific thing I did. I, I, I was out there when they were trying to summon the UFOs. And I'm out there in the field, and I swear to God, guys, I, I swear to God in heaven, I swear to Allah, it's a festival season, so I swear to Odin, I was standing there, and there were people that were like, oh, my God, there's a UFO. And I mean this seriously. And I'm thinking, where? Where's this UFO at? And there's no punchline here. It was the moon. And I thought for a moment, well, I guess we could argue that's a UFO because it's likely a hollowed-out object, according to NASA. But that's not what they were talking about. They, they just, like, people were in a frenzy. And I don't have any personal beef with James Gillen, but James Gillen was over there in a chair shaking his leg, you know, just shaking. He was like, oh, they're, I swear to God, he was sitting there going, oh, they're contacting me right now. The Pleiadians, they're contacting me with his leg shaking. I'm just like, are you kidding me, dude? First of all, it's one thing to be that brazen, but for, for, I don't know what I have a bigger problem with that or the people that actually believe this nonsense. You know, and, and, and so many of the others, you know, that people like David Wilcock and people like um, uh, Jay-Z Knight and people like uh, the East SETI Ranch guy, James Gillen, do you know how they got involved in what they're involved in? James Gillen is said to have had a bizarre interaction with with some kind of beings. I mean, he he says he he he, he channels something called Kazekiel, right? Or Ezekiel from the Bible. Very convenient. 
he says that he channeled this this god or this angel, this energy while making food in the kitchen. Jay Z Knight. This is something that I've pointed out on the show before. Very very convenient. They use the same story. Jay Z Knight claims that she became a conduit for Ramtha while in her kitchen making food. Verify it. Cross check it if you don't believe me. Those experiences were also shared by David Wilcock, who has claimed on many occasions he had spiritual enlightenment while in his kitchen when a voice told him to go outside, whereby he witnessed a rainbow, just like Genesis 9.16. Oh, and then there's that little Corey's kid, Jordan Sather, who said that we assaulted him at contact in the desert and we were terrorists for asking him a question. And uh, he became famous for spreading intentional disinformation or just total nonsense while he was making smoothies at the Smoothie King. So it's a very common thing, I guess, to obtain enlightenment while you are working in a Smoothie King or while you are making pasta in the kitchen. You know, it's kind of a joke, but it's these people are serious. They, they literally just find whatever it is that they can that they, that they think is like I, I guess they're I guess they get off on it it's like I, let me find something that's so ridiculous and the more ridiculous it is the more energy that they're just pulling out of people some of them actually believe it I think though and I think people like Stephen Greer going back to the point I think Stephen Greer is making a very 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 lucrative income and lifestyle from selling his laser lights. I mean, literally, if you have a cat, okay, you can use a cat laser toy to go and find aliens in the sky, apparently. Because what Stephen Greer is selling, and I've been to some of these presentations. I didn't pay for them, though. I got them with a press pass, luckily, because I don't have $500 to pay, literally, to go watch an infomercial, which is what it was. Let's be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, okay? I go to the, the thing. It's literally an infomercial. It's like three, I think it was like $240, $300 to get in after you've already paid to go to the conference. And then you just sit there and he, he sells you laser beams that you can buy at like a Spencer's. Okay. And it, I, I know they're high tech now. Okay. To be in, in all serious. I know they're high tech in all seriousness. I know it's like, a, oh, it's a $500, a $500 laser, $1,000 laser. And you just shine it up in the sky and let's summon the ETs. Most people don't know what star is what star, what star belongs to what constellation. If you take a bunch of people that want to believe and you put them out in the desert and you put them out there with no light pollution and a laser and you shine that stuff up in the sky, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start to see things you never saw before. Oh, they're aliens. No, they're shooting stars. Their satellites. That's there's there goes the ISS, you know. And I mean, sure, there might be one or two things there that you can't identify. And I swear to God, when I was at East City, uh, James wasn't doing this, but some people were like shining lasers, and they're like, "Watch this! I'm going to control the UFO," and they're just like shining it, knowing that this thing is. Well, I guess they know. Maybe they don't, but I, I'm assuming they know that this thing is a satellite, and they just shine it in front of the satellite. And they're like, look, I'm making it go forward. And I'm like, are you people, are you people serious? Is this real? Is, are, are you people actually interested in figuring out what this stuff is? I mean, that's a satellite, okay? That's the moon. Are, are you joking? Are you serious? 
another unrelated thing, but they brought that, uh, they brought their rife machine in. I'm all about it, by the way, but they brought their rife machine in and started filling up uh, some of the hot women that were there. That's a separate story, but I could tell that sometime. I also went to another conference. Some guy was selling healing energy. He would not touch the men, but he would always give a nice thigh massage to the women. True story. And I'll also go the other way. I went to a, uh, another conference that was established by a guy who is just a slime ball. And uh, there was a woman there. She was uh, no joke. I actually have pictures of it. She was giving men penis massages with her foot and charging it, charging them for it and calling it energy healing. I mean, I, I guess it's energetic to have a woman stick her heel in your penis. I mean, it was just an open space in the hotel lobby. This is literally what is going on in your UFO alien community. And you got so many people that are so fraudulent, like, what's that guy's name? Stan Romanek or something? The guy that was, that had the, uh, had the kitty porn. Remember that guy? Maybe they set him up, okay? Maybe they set him up. The fake alien looking in the window. See, here's the problem. People want to believe so badly. There's a really good episode of the X-Files that addresses this, where there's a piece of evidence that Mulder is given that is clearly fake. I mean, Mulder wants to believe so bad. His passion is so intense. It burns so brightly. And, and Scully has to call him out on it and say, look, you want to believe. I appreciate that. I respect that. But you have to understand that there are people that will exploit that and use that against you to discredit the legitimacy of your work. And that is what is happening, what I think is a form of counterintelligence across the entirety of the UFO, UAP, New Age community, which today, I'm not even really sure what it is, folks. I don't know. I've got some conferences, women massaging guys' balls with their heels on. I've got men giving women erotic massages and calling it Reiki. You know, you don't even touch someone with Reiki. So I don't know why rubbing your hands up a girl's skirt is Reiki. And it's like, if you did that anywhere else, that's sexual assault. But if you do it at a conference and this guy has crystals glued to his head, then it's okay. And see, the sad thing is like, I'm not a person who would sit here and ever support big pharmaceutical companies and especially vaccines and things like that. But at the same time, I can't sit here and tell you I agree with even uh, three quarters of most quote unquote alternative healing practices because they're total nonsense. So you have to find the, the, the source material in the middle of all of this. And in order to do that, you really have to ask questions like why is Kesha, you know, the die young girl, why is Kesha and Demi Lovato and a lot of other celebrities, why are these people summoning aliens? It's like the celebrities that promote milk or they promote certain products. They're being paid to do that. And I don't think that they're necessarily being paid to summon aliens. I think what's happening is they know it's such a cultural fad that this is how they, they maintain their, a lot of them hippie, trendy, you know, a lot of them left-wing leaning political uh, politically speaking, people on social media, that's what, people, that's what the folks want to hear. The people want to hear about aliens. Go in and get them aliens at, at Area 51. And that's what's, like, that's what's so insulting to me. Like I've done this show for over 10 years. 
I mean, I've, I've, I've interviewed or met pretty much anyone and everyone who is anyone or everyone. Uh, I find very few friends and allies because I ask too many questions. And when I look at the subject of UFOs or UAPs, and someone asks me, like, well, what do you talk about in your show? And I'm like, well, I talk about a lot of things. I can't really summarize it in a sentence, but give them a little bit of a, of a, of a sample. And they're like, oh, oh, you mean, you mean like that storming Area 51 thing? Were you into that? Because I think they had the aliens there. And I was like, listen, listen, I was on the Dark Matter Radio Network. When that ended, I was on L&M. When I was on LNM, Heather Wade, who I'm pretty sure was Art Bell's daughter, was brought over to our network, and that caused the network to implode. It might have been intentional. Art Bell and those people loved that drama, and we were on uh, we were on uh, Bell Gab. Uh, people were talking about us because we published the emails and the Skype and all that from every from Keith Rowland to Heather Wade, and the art the Bell Gab the Art Bell people were talking about us and. I'm not saying that for you know promotion. I'm saying that because when all that was happening, when all that was going down, and yeah, I see someone just laughed and said Heather in the chat. Yeah, what was that, by the way? What was Heather Wade? I don't know what that was. And then she posted those lingerie pics and was like, yeah, look at me. I can be, I can be something more than a radio host. But when all that was going down, when all of that was happening, and uh, you had... You had this this strange this weird weird strange uh, uh, energy um, around uh, I guess it, whatever it was that Art Bell was trying to do I don't know if it was for publicity or whatever it was but he told uh, Heather Wade to create this like publicity stunt on on social media and she's like let's go storm Area Fifty One and then Ancient Aliens did it did a show about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, what do you mean Storm Area 51? It's one of the most highly secured military installations in the world. Even if they have UFOs, you don't have to worry about the private security. You're literally in the middle of the middle of the middle of the desert. And when you get past that first gate, if you can get past the white Jeeps and the guns, you've got like, what, 25, 40 miles to go into the desert to get to the main gate of Area 51. And if you get there, I guarantee you, nobody has any information on aliens. Okay? So what that was going to be, we, we didn't have to predict it. We could just tell you what it was going to be before it happened. It was going to be a place for people to get together. A few people go. They have fun. I almost went just to watch it. And it turned into a desert rave party, okay? Acid. You know, I'm sure people were taking acid and, and, and other drugs and, you know, partying and doing like dances in the desert and then put their heads down and do the Naruto run. And it's like the only time that the head down thing is going to work is when you're being put into the back of a police car with a gun to your skull because you ran over the line into a military installation, you moron. And then it's like, if I say that, people are like, well, you don't care. You're not interested in UFOs. And I, I can't stand that. I, I really dislike that. So I want to rip this crap apart because I can't deal with this stuff anymore. I, I, I'm just, I've lost it. I can't deal with this, the, the UFO celebrities and let's summon the aliens with laser beams. And what, what, what is any of this accomplishing? I mean, this isn't even a cult. This is a group of crazy people with laser lights 
pointing them into the sky, trying to summon aliens. And, and you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can summon aliens with a laser light. All right? Maybe you can summon aliens with a laser light. But I, I can't help but think that if you are trying to summon something, that one, you don't know where it comes from, you don't know what it is, you can't hold absolute evidence of it in your hand, and it is something that throughout human history has been uh, essentially not just unidentified in terms of what it is, but in terms of its intention. We don't know if there is, a, is, if there is altruism, benevolence, malevolency. It seems like there's a mixture of both. You don't know what you are summoning and invoking. And that, at the very, very least, is damn dangerous and stupid. I don't care if you think, let me go out of my backyard and shine a laser, what's it going to hurt? When you have all the celebrities and all the UFO celebrities as well, I mean that outside of Hollywood, when you've got the UFO celebrities and you've got this jacked up Stephen Greer who I think might be an alien himself, when you got these people that are all collectively working together and putting their energy into this, they're summoning something. And I can't help but think that there might be a deeper conspiracy within that cult. Something is using these people to help bring itself into existence. That's just a thought. And now, with NASA's new deal with these theologians, and with NASA's attempt to create a framework to discuss how we're going to classify alien life, and with the Department of Defense's new AOIMSG program to catalog and investigate UAPs and invest in reverse engineering them, then we have the, the, the James Webb Telescope launched on Christmas, and it's supposed to, according to one report, change the way we look at the universe and what is written in scriptures of religion. I can't help but think that the real goal here is to introduce to the public, the idea and the reality that there certainly are things that are there that are unexplained, and they don't even have to say, hey, there are aliens, hey, there are UFOs. They're going to officially imply, which the government has already done that. Now they're officially investigating what they've implied exists, acknowledging that there are UAPs, not saying what they are, but they don't actually have to introduce us to the aliens. But they're going to leverage the fear, the worrying, the potential cultural collapse, the societal collapse, the economic collapse, the, the, the collapse in faith for more social control based on yet another invisible enemy. So this alien card, whether it's real or imagined, and I think that the, the real alien invasion, it's not blue beam. I think that's total nonsense. It's not, hey, there are aliens Worship the Antichrist. This is way too hyperbolic. It's more coldly calculated. It's more well-organized and planned out. I think what this is, is you take control of the narrative, you acknowledge what has existed in the skies since biblical times, but you focus the attention on the ones that you control that are man-made, 
whether they're drones or people are flying those craft, and you divert attention away from those things that have monitored nuclear detonations and missile silos and military exercises and just you know general folk driving on country roads at night. You divert attention from that to the controlled narrative and then imply that there's a threat. That doesn't even have to be a threat. Just imply that there's a threat. The, the, the military guys on that UFO that they're showing you on CNN might be in that side of that UFO playing cards. There's no threat, but they're implying there's a threat, just like COVID. We're not really sure it's more transmissible, less transmissible. You do die. You don't die. You get a runny nose. It's the end of the world. They don't, there's no evidence or proof of anything. It's all implicating. It's all leading. And then let's do that with the UFO, the controlled narrative. Here's the images. It's real. There's something there. We're not really sure. Just confuse people with hand tricks. I mean, it's basically like a verbal and cultural version of Obama when he would move his hands and hypnotize people. That's what they're doing with the UFO thing. Okay. They're hypnotizing people in the media. They're hypnotizing people in government, hypnotizing the public. So the alien card, real or imagined, is concocted into a narrative to further the Great Reset. So we can reverse engineer the craft with green technology because these are craft that don't use fossil fuels. And then we can rewrite sacred scripture and we can write out the holy. We can unconsecrate the holy because these aliens, according to the Vatican astronomer, the Jesuit, nonetheless, Jose Funes, he said, I don't even believe in intelligent design. That's nonsense. Uh, yeah, I baptize an alien. And these aliens probably don't need redemption from God. So here are the gods. He said that they are an extension of God. So we'll worship the aliens in place of God. But the aliens will essentially be this narrative that man has concocted. I know that's not as, as fun and glamorous and as cool and a buzzword like Project Blue. I could just sit here and Project Blue Beam, Project Blue Beam. And I could sit here and say things like Laser Beam started the fires in California, directed energy weapons, and not even understand what that is. And I could sit here and tell you all these other things about lasers in the sky, and that'll summon UFOs and just buzzwords, things that are just meaningless, purposeless. There's, there's, there's no, they're nonsense. It's gibberish. I'm proposing that the alien threat is manufactured in a psychological way to use an unseen, non-threatening thing, implying that there's a threat, to concoct and control a narrative for social control. COVID was a beta test. The UFOs are green, little green men, and we're going to reverse engineer that technology to fix the climate, part of the Great Reset, and we are going to use these UFOs, these UAPs, these uh, implied aliens to restructure the religious system. Because these, these aliens, again, they don't need uh, redemption from the church. They're just their own thing. Connected to God. They essentially are God. We can worship them. But there is no them in the way that we've been told. There's only what man has created, what man has concocted, and perhaps that is the great deception. That is the Antichrist. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We are live tonight Tuesday, December 28th, into Wednesday, December 29th. If you'd like to give us a call, 520-367-2064. Just pick up the phone and dial 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. 
There's more on the other side. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. We will be right back. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from Talk Stream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. This is The Secret Teachings. 
If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Teachings with Ryan Gable. We are born. We come in peace. You will be assimilated. We come in peace. This is flight number 914 from Earth to our planet. We will be taking off in three minutes. Mr. Chambers, don't get on that ship. Rest of the book. To serve men, it's a cookbook. We come in peace. Don't get on that ship. To serve men, you're still on Earth or on the ship with me. But it doesn't make very much difference because sooner or later, will all of us be on the menu? Resistance is beautiful. All of us. Mars life forms should be considered hostile. Do not underestimate their intelligence and their adaptive capabilities. If this creature ever reaches Earth, use every available resource to destroy it. Or you will risk all human life. No one would have believed in the early years of the 21st century that our world was being watched by intelligences greater than our own. They observed and studied. With infinite complacency, men went to and fro about the globe, confident of our empire over this world. Yet, across the gulf of space, intellects, vast, and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. Heavenly fire burnt my dreams. I know the day that happens. I'm sure it feels very real to you. Anybody not wearing two million sunblock is gonna have a real bad day, get it? You think you're safe and alive? You're already dead, everybody! Him, you! You're dead already! This old place, everything you see is gone! I think they stay away from big cities. I think they like people alone. And I think they talk to people with some kind of advanced radio in their sleep. I think at the lowest level, they send people on errands play with people's minds. They sway people to do things and think certain ways so that we stay in conflict. I think at the highest level, they do things that cause nations to go to war, things that make no sense. And I think no one knows they're being affected. We all work out other reasons to justify our actions. But 
free will is impossible with them up there. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. NASA is working to send some theologians into a discussion about alien life and what it will take to communicate with these aliens and how it might change our perception of God and creation. NASA is also working on a framework for classifying and quantifying the existence of extraterrestrials. NASA has also launched the James Webb Telescope that, according to some reports, is going to change not only the way we look at the universe, but the way in which we decipher scripture and religion. Kind of implying that it is going to reshape our understanding of faith, understandings of God, understandings of the spirit and the soul. Maybe to destroy faith. Maybe that's the point. Maybe the idea of investigating UFOs and UAPs by the military and that new program that they have, the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, will be to invest trillions into a black hole of green energy development. Green aliens, little green men, because of course their UFOs are powered by things we don't fully understand yet, and it's definitely not fossil fuels, so they could save us from the climate crisis. I mean, basically, the alien card Riller imagined would be turned into this controllable narrative to further the Great Reset. Quite convenient, I think. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, as I said. Our website, thesecretteachings.info. Welcome to the broadcast this evening, this morning this afternoon, whenever and wherever you're listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM. Check out our website at thesecretteachings.info. The full show archive is there for everybody. You can listen for free, but there are advertisements in that archive. So if you want to get the non-advertised archive, you can go to the website and subscribe to that archive. It's pretty simple. You'll see a link at the top of the page. All the tabs are labeled So it should be pretty straightforward. If you have any questions about that or anything else, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. And the phone number tonight, we are live December 28th into the 29th, Tuesday, Wednesday, 2021, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. And we do have a call on the line, 978. Who am I speaking with tonight? Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Derek from Mass, the nice talker. Hey, I was thinking it was you, Derek. Great show. Hey, great show tonight. Really cool stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's on your mind, buddy? I bet it's pretty incredible. <laughs> I'm just piggybacking off what you're talking about already. But uh, I got a quick synchronicity here. This is kind of like underreported. It was like kind of more in the uh, entertainment world than anything. Um, this is like December of uh, 2019. Um, apparently, the Vatican was um, getting like criticized a lot and like, the Vatican itself was criticizing the Pope for spending too much money and being like very frivolous with, with their spending. And, uh, so then it comes out, this is from the Washington examiner, but, uh, Forbes are in it and everything It came out that, uh, Pope Francis secretly behind everybody's eyes, uh, um, funded men in black international with, uh, like with Chris Hemsworth and, uh, that other girl with the MIB movie and, um, and rocket man, the uh, Ellen John story. 
So like most of the articles went with the uh, Elton John thing because he's like he's a gay artist and everything, obviously. But to me, it, it's ridiculous that you would spend four point five million dollars or or half of that for the Pope to fund an, a movie about humans interacting with aliens in this secret covert project. You know what's that? What's that all about? You know? Why do you think that, that is? With the, yeah, oh, go ahead, sir. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, first let me just say that I don't think aliens are demons. And as soon as I start to like talk about this kind of stuff. People just go, oh, aliens are demons. And, like, that's not what I'm saying at all, like, even a little bit. But, like, the, those people, that narrative amongst the people who think it's some type of demonic deception, um, they believe that, like, the mainstream is trying to basically promote the new religion of scientism while, like, separating people away from any type of faith, like Christianity or just across the board, any type of faith, and then working in these, like, metaphysical aspects of the alien phenomena like this UFO summoning and that kind of stuff to then lead to this like disclosure or this arrival of these older gods, these like our, our true creators or whatever that we can then worship because they solved all the problems that we have with climate change and, and world peace or whatever, whatever you want, you know? So like under that paradigm, all this stuff kind of fits the idea that even the religions are just kind of just getting out of the way or just like paving the trail for religions to then accept and, and, uh, bring in these these aliens you know it's weird stuff and what about the idea also that you could have let's say a, a, a visible physical alien presence that could still be man-made and controlled in the sense that the technology that exists today that is public with hybrids and chimeras splicing and grafting humans to animals and vice versa these people yeah. could create something in a laboratory give it semi-consciousness or it could be partly artificially intelligent and that could be used as the extraterrestrial contact but it's all part of this manufactured narrative and i don't think it has anything at all to do with project Bluebeam. i just think that this is yeah. a much more sophisticated deception yeah exactly no I, I completely agree with you i mean there's a, there's always a chance that they're going to project something in the sky like i'm not going to rule that out completely but I think you're totally right with this. It's more of like a uh, cultural uh, like a appropriation, basically, which trying to trying to change all these groups into just having little alien like um, avenues that they can kind of get used to now until like one. I don't know. Like it, it seems like there is that alien presence, and they might have got some kind of craft at Roswell, and they are reverse engineering stuff. But separate from that is the presence of the ultra terrestrials, whatever this non physical entity that's been in some capacity, interacting with humanity seemingly the entire way. Um, and that might not be all good or, or all bad, or it might be something more Lovecraftian that really is, is neutral to us and sees us just as a tool, you know? And just the, it's, it ties right in with the, with the UFO offering promotion that you talked about um, over the summer or whatever. The Oreo? You know, just as a culture, we're inviting something in. But the offering thing is exactly what people do for fairies, for like elementals, for elves across the board throughout history. Like, and, and the idea is like, once you start doing that, once you give them the offering, you got to keep doing it or else they get pretty mad. You know, it's not just a one way street. They're not just going to start blessing you. And I don't know. Uh, and the celebrity thing, especially like this whole Greer is the one specifically teaching these, these celebrities, like they're referencing him by name. And he, he hypes up the whole serious thing. Like even jokingly, they, like all the new age people, instead of spelling seriously, like the actual word, they spell it like, like the planet or like the star or whatever, seriously. And it's just like, they're, I don't know, I'm rambling. Do you, know you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're just like kind of greasing the pan before they crack a big egg, like egg overhead. Basically. Well, there you go. There and you like, go. That yeah. 
Yes. And that, 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 that doesn't even include uh, Corbell, who's like on the news every other day, hanging out with Nap and stuff, and only talking about the nuts and bolts aspects of these crafts. But then secretly, or, not, or just not so publicly, um, he, w- he was on Nap show like a couple months ago with his friends like from, from Hollywood, like his hometown friends, um, calling themselves the Orb Summoners. And they were explaining the process, which is very similar to Greer's CE5 stuff. But just it sounded so, so much like they're praying to these things. They so, have to like essentially get down and just look up and have extreme gratitude and just accept these things into your soul, basically, is the idea. And he's doing this on the regular. I don't so know, I, have, I, I have two thoughts. Number one, let me tell you a secret, Derek. Yeah. I think that the Bob Lazar movie was basically Corbell bragging about how he has George Knapp's phone number. That's all, exactly. I, all I got from that movie. <laughs> Se- yeah, exactly. Se- second of all, I think that what you're explaining, uh, I, I've always appreciated and respected your opinion. It's, maybe it's because it's very similar to mine, so there's, maybe there's an echo chamber there. But <laughs> Thank, you. What, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. What you're saying, Derek, resonates with me because I think, I feel, this is my view, this is my opinion, my perspective, that all the, the celebrities, whether they're UFO celebrities or they're Hollywood celebrities, and, and a lot of people on social media, a lot of younger people that are being brought into this, it's almost like the public realization, the revelation of the method that is the apocalypse working. So it's taking John yeah. D. and Edward Kelly's work and Aleister Crowley's work. It's not done in secret anymore. Now it's been kind of branded as this cool thing that you can do with lasers and symbols and sigils, and it's getting the public and all the public energy involved in summoning those Enochian angels again. They just might call them something different. Exactly, exactly. And, like, I think we kind of, in the in the UFO field or in the fringy communities, we kind of look down on Demi Lovato, but for the generation below us, she's absolutely massive. So the idea that they're people's favorite celebrity that they've known and worshipped for their entire life since she was on Disney Channel is now on TV talking about summoning or like, I don't know, the process just seems so much like they're praying or just like giving their, giving their like, I don't know, uh, allegiance to something in the sky, some invisible presence in the sky. And how have that be commonplace is just absolutely crazy to me. And like the fact that all these celebrities, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Nick Jonas, all these celebrities that are talking about their crazy, weird metaphysical UFO experiences, most of them are all Disney kids. And there's this weird Disney MK Ultra type mind control. Thing oh yeah. Where oh yeah. Another, another big aspect of these of this ultraterrestrial contact is they need a vessel. You know, so MK Ultra, a big part of it is creating disassociations within the person they're doing the trauma to, so to create between reality and fiction. For, yeah, for some entity to then walk into their body and like Demi Lovato. Other than the alien stuff, she's probably most known for just being basically a huge mess and having all kinds of like weird psychological problems and dealing with all kinds of trauma and really popularizing that hand in hand with this alien worship, you know, it's basically creating the environment where you got a bunch of people calling some type of invisible entity into their lives, into their heart or something, while they also have a weird MK Ultra style to the association that might leave them open to possession. And like, I got to get going, but like one, one last thing, uh, Nap ran, Nap just wrote a book, uh, a book recently and I'm not a fan of him. Like, he, I like him much more than Nori, but I don't trust him as far as I can put them. I think he's like part of this, uh, this organized disclosure type movement. Like he's part of controlling the narrative, but he came out with a book recently and he's like talking about this whole task force and everything. And he's talking about, uh, let me just read it here. Um, it's from mystery wire. It's, it's his website, but it's a quote. Like, I think 
from his book, um, uh, quote, being in the vicinity of metallic structured craft, e.g. Skinwalker Ranch, and associated phenomena can cause experiences to bring something home with them, in quotes. AAWSAP proposed an infectious agent model for the, quote, transmission of anomalies from person to person. The nickname for this phenomena is hitchhikers. So buried in this, like, US, this UFO task force stuff, they're talking about weird poltergeist-like hitchhiker phenomena being associated with UFO craft. So, so when they so hitchhi- re-engineering stuff, I don't know, sorry, it's, it's weird stuff. No, no, that's interesting because I know that you have to go. Do you want me to respond and let you go, or do you want to stay another 30 seconds? Uh, I'll stay. Okay. You can stay Sorry. a second. Okay, you got. You're probably got yep. your boss looking at you, kind of walking around the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pacing well, around the aisle right now. Yeah. Well, there was that that story that came out. I think it was in the New York Post about an investigator who was researching people's brains who had come into contact with UFOs. And there's a long history of this in the military where people have brain trauma or brain damage or some kind of uh, some kind of brain response that's similar to Havana syndrome. And so sometimes when people are coming into contact with these craft from a distance or close to them, or maybe they've even been quote unquote abducted, their brains are, are reacting in a way that's almost as if they're like shutting off and turning back on or or there's some kind of brain damage and brain trauma. I think that might relate to the walk-ins or the hijackings of the body, and this is that possessive force that's being summoned, and the people that are into this that don't have the wherewithal to recognize the dangers of something like summoning and invo- an invocation and, and what we consider to be ritual and ceremonial magic, it's a very real thing. Uh, when people are opening themselves up to that, they're allowing these things to walk in, and it's, it's almost like the Demi Lovatos and the Stephen Greers and I don't, I don't want to make, I sincerely don't want to make a derogatory association, but it's almost like these people are the Allison Max of this UFO yep. cult, which is, a, is like Nexium, and they're just recruiting people for Keith Raniere, who is the aliens, to use and to take possession of and to brand as property. I mean, it, it, it is an, an absolute cult, Derek. Exactly, exactly. Even, uh, even I, I really have to get going, but even Tom DeLong, he... He wrote that book with um, Peter Lavenda, like, like Lavenda co-wrote it for him, but it's mainly all Lavenda. And in this book, there's a huge section where he talks about um, weird rituals in order to like, like satanic offerings, like weird blood rituals you have to do to come in contact with these, with these aliens. It's like, it's like almost a whole chapter in Tom Long's book, but nobody really like talks about it. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's very, very Lovecraftian. And like, there's a whole nother in like the whole actual cults, like satanic type cults. There's one that's like really sweeping the world right now called the, like the um, order of the nine angles. And essentially their whole thing is they believe they're uh, homo galacticus and their destiny is to go to the stars. They think they're working for some type of alien presence, but it's closer to like Lovecraftian old ones where they're trying to bring these things in. And I don't know. I just, I, I don't put it past the elites to like have some arrangement for power. And in exchange, they give us a population full of vessels ready to be uh housing some type of entity. I don't know, some type of negative entity. But I really got to go. Awesome, awesome, great, great show, Ryan. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Derek. Thank you for calling, too. Thank I appreciate you. it. You have a good night, okay? All right, there goes Derek, the Night Stalker. If you'd like to call in, 520-367-2064. 520-367-2064. The biggest question I get, or the biggest comment I get about calling into the secret teachings in particular is, I can't do it. I'd freeze up. There's no way I could talk on air. There's no way I could talk to you. Believe me, you can talk to me. I'll make it really, really easy. I'm a 
I'm a much calmer guy when you talk to me in person, I promise. Whether you know me or not, 520, that's 520-367, that's 367-2064, that's 2064, 520-367-2064. If you'd like to call in and give your comments, I'd really like to hear what you have to say here Tuesday, December 28th into Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. We've got about 40 minutes left, a little under 40 minutes left. So if you want to call in, go ahead and call in now, 520-367-2064. And here is more of an introductory aspect of what Derek was saying. When I took my cross-country road trip earlier this year, I went to Portland, and I went to uh, one of my favorite bookstores, Powell's, and I was just browsing through the occult section, And I came across a book that some of you probably know. Some of you probably have heard of. It's called Magic for the Resistance. It's written by a guy named Michael Hughes. I think Joe Roop told me that this guy wanted to come on his show. And uh, I think Joe said, well, if you come on, I'm going to grill you on some of this stuff. And I I guess they just never worked it out. But this book, uh, believe me, I did not want to pay for this. I, I paid, well, I paid $9 for it. But that was... That was too much money as far as I was concerned for this book, but I had to have a copy of it because it literally teaches people not about aliens, but about how to use sigil magic and magic in general to resist fascism and capitalism. It's literally a book that uses progressive Marxist political ideology and what I would consider to be very dark gray to black magic as a tool to bind your political opponents. Rather than having a debate, you can just hex them. There's actually a chapter with a section called Hexing Hitler. There are sections in this book how to, here's chapter three, a spell to bind Donald Trump and all those who abet him. Do I abet Donald Trump because... His China initiative put people like Charles Lieber in uh, handcuffs, who was working with the communist Chinese who utilized his money that he got from China and the research he was doing with the Wuhan University of Technology to develop nanotechnologies and mesh electronics to hijack the eyeballs, to hijack the brain, to insert synthetic neurons into the brain to control the brain. Should I be hexed because I supported that initiative that put that man in handcuffs? This is some dangerous, dangerous stuff. And this is just the political side of this. And for some reason, the people that are on this political side of the aisle also seem like John Podesta, for example, the spirit cooker, seem to be very interested in UFOs. Hillary Clinton talks about it. John Podesta talks about it. Bill Clinton talks about it. A lot of left-leaning political people talk about it because they're desperate for votes, so they'll say anything. But there's something about that alien question that has those people really, really intrigued. Probably more so because they know that their base is really, really intrigued. And that's just the political angle. If you expand this to teaching people to summon aliens and UFOs, Sure, the media can laugh about it and Axios and what are these other websites that that write these progressive articles that kind of joke about it, but are kind of serious about it. Quartz is another one. 
teaching people to use symbols and tools and using them for purposes of hexing and binding political opponents and teaching people to do this at a young age, like the book that came out to teach kids about how to summon demons. I mean, it's not much different than the pornography in schools in Texas. And not only just pornography, it's not like handing a, handing a 10-year-old boy a Playboy and saying, those are tits. You know, it's giving a kid who doesn't understand, you know, how, doesn't understand how, uh, you know, a dollar works, doesn't understand, uh, you know, the, 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 the most basic components of how like a mechanical pencil works, but then showing them a gay guy sucking off another guy and showing them that in class and then telling them, don't tell your parents we showed you this. I mean, these people are predators. And you might think that has nothing to do with aliens. That has a lot to do with aliens because whatever this force is, it ain't human, folks. It doesn't like humans. And as we discussed last night, at the root core of what the, the, the Peter Nigers and the Jeffrey Epsteins and the Ghislaine Maxwells are doing, they're doing a lot more than binding their political opponents. They're all working together, and they're literally using the blood of children and using women to breed those babies for their transhumanistic, eugenicist, exterminist program to create a master race. And so if Hitler was really bad for wanting to create a master race, then I think we should maybe invest some some energy into resisting the magic for the resistance and I would suggest even if you like UFOs resisting this movement to summon and invoke them because you don't know what you're communicating with even if it's just a big joke and, I, and I'm laughing about it too shining the lasers this is some dangerous stuff you don't know what you're contacting you don't know what you're manifesting in the ether you don't know what you are bringing into existence I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. White Bat Audio is the music. There's more after this. Stay with us. I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, bringing you health, history, symbolism, and of course, black goo, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Release the curtain. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support The Secret Teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. Listen to The Rogue Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. You can catch our one-hour special Saturday morning show on Aftermath FM. If you enjoy this show and you want to hear more, you can subscribe to the archive with no commercial breaks at thesecretteachings.info. You will hear our advertisements for the network, but you won't hear all the other annoying commercials. You'll also get access to the montages, my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S. when you subscribe for one year. So please go to the website, thesecretteachings.info, and support the show today. You can also check us out on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Or if you don't have the ability financially to do that and you still want to hear the show and you don't mind advertisements, visit the website, click on the button at the top of the page that says Main Archive with Ads, and you can begin to listen to the show there for free, all of them. All you have to do is listen to those advertisements, and it's set up so we get some royalty from that 
not a lot of money. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I make probably the the least amount of money than uh, you know most radio show hosts you hear. I make like maybe maybe seven eight hundred bucks a month. It it's like nothing. I don't even know how I live on that kind of money. And um, we sell books as well, uh, but the subscription is where we make most of our money. So if you have the ability to support us and you want to hear more of this show, that's the way to do it. If you've already subscribed or bought a book, thank you so much for your support. If you've listened to this show a long time, never bought a book, never subscribed, I'd ask you to consider it. But I still want to thank you for your support because knowing that we have an audience out there listening is also a huge benefit of uh, doing this show. I can get a lot of information to a lot of people each night of the week www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. The number is also open for another 20 minutes, 520-367-2064. That's 520-367-2064. I'll tell you one thing that bothers me about the UFO UAP question and the celebrities in both the UFO community and Hollywood's uh, inner circle trying to summon UFOs and aliens and whatever it is they're trying to do. I think they're trying to, to summon more dollars into their bank account, really. With NASA creating this new framework and calling on scientists to create a new framework for defining life, NASA is now calling on theologians to discuss the ramifications of contact with extraterrestrials, how this would affect religion, how this would affect uh, our our daily lives. They've hired 24 theologians to do this. They're going to be working at Princeton University, the Center for Theological Inquiry. And and this comes on the heels of the uh, Defense Department's AOIMSG program, catalog and investigate UAPs and the launch of the James Webb telescope on Christmas, which according to one report is going to change the way we look at the universe and maybe what is quote written in scriptures of religions of all religions, quote unquote kind of implies that the standard religious notions are going to be altered and changed as a result of what we find and what we come into contact with. That makes me think that there is an interest involved in utilizing the alien question to destroy people's faith in spirit. Not in God, not in creation, not in institutional dogma, but in the spirit, in the soul, and what it means to be human. And I think that because you know the Vatican has through Pope Francis, the Vatican has essentially said that they will baptize extraterrestrials. They will baptize aliens. The Vatican astronomer, director of the Vatican Observatory, the Jesuit, Jose Funes, who also doesn't believe in intelligent design, said that he'd baptize an alien and said that although he'd baptize that alien, he doesn't even know if the aliens would need to be baptized because he thinks that they might already be connected to source, and they don't need redemption from God. Which again implies, through what I believe is an organized interest, that when we come into contact with these beings, with these things, we will not have to worry 
about their hostility or whatever they might be or represent or how advanced they are because they are essentially an extension of God. And we should do what they say as a result of that. I mean, that is very cult-like, very dogmatic. We don't even know what these things are yet, and yet we're already being told by religious officials that we should, and this was years ago that Jose Fune said this. This was back in like 2008. We should prepare to contact uh, beings that don't need redemption. It's also kind of demeans and degrades the human just a little bit more, right? And that presents a couple of interesting questions. With the introduction of alien life distant or right above our heads, but likely out of communication with us as citizens of the world, uh, would that reshape our religious and political system? Wouldn't this be a, a wonderful catalyst to leverage people's fears, leverage people's worries, leverage the unknown, to introduce people to the idea and then leverage those things to create more social control based on another invisible enemy that doesn't have to exactly exist or be a threat in the way that we've been told that it's a threat. You don't need to actually have a threat. You just need to have the potential of a threat. It's like that, uh, <laughs> that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where the gang buys the boat. And Dennis is like, we're just going to take the women out in the boat, the open sea. And there's the implication that if they don't sleep with us, something might go wrong. And Mac's like, what, are you going to hurt these girls? He's like, no, I'm not going to hurt these girls. Why would I hurt these girls? There's just an implication that they'll get hurt if they don't sleep with me. He's like, so you're threatening them. Like, no, 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 there's just an implication. There's just an implication. And perhaps, you know, the alien card, which I don't think is blue beam or any of that. I mean, sh- sure. Uh, Derek called in and said they might project something in the sky. Who they are, a vague, you know, generalized comment like that from, from anybody in the UFO community can be interpreted in a lot of ways. I know what Derek means by that, and I agree with him that, sure, the technology exists to do that. But this whole idea of the alien card and, 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 and this alien threat, I think the alien threat is more psychological. It's more implied. It's, it's the concoction of a narrative using both religious officials, scientific officials, and NASA is really military to create a narrative that can be controlled to further the Great Reset. UFOs don't burn fossil fuels. When we have this new AOIMSG program through the Pentagon to investigate and reverse engineer these craft officially, they're going to find out these craft have technology that we could use to solve the climate crisis. Then maybe we meet the aliens. Who knows? Maybe we don't. And the James Webb Telescope can be used to rewrite sacred scripture. So there goes God, there goes creation, there goes life, and we will replace it by whatever this new narrative is based on the Gray's Anatomy, is what I'm calling tonight's show. So perhaps the real purpose is to destroy faith in the sacred and unconsecrate the holy with an unholy abomination, one that doesn't have to necessarily be alien or extraterrestrial or other dimensional in the traditional sense or the untraditional sense of how we define those words. And what I mean by that is, let's use the UFO to vaguely imply that we can get technology to solve the climate crisis. Let's use this new telescope to find evidence of life so that we can 
destroy people's faith and spirit and life on this planet. Let's get rid, basically, let's get rid of the environment. Let's get rid of religion. And let's introduce people to this new sub-reality. Let's introduce people to this, this new form of technology that can save us from all the wrongs in the world, to save us from ourselves, because these aliens, these creatures, whatever these things are, they don't even need redemption from God, says the Jesuit at the Vatican. They're above God, essentially. They are God. We should listen to them. Well, if the narrative is concocted in a way that the implication of the threat is an implication, there is no threat, then the implication of the threat implies itself that the threat, since it's manufactured, is manufactured by man. And so man is essentially this alien presence using maybe mechanical you know, means and technologies to divert attention from real UFOs, you real UAPs, to the man-made ones, focus the attention on that, this invisible enemy, and then use that for the Great Reset. Use that for the climate cult. Use that for the replacement of religion and spirituality and faith. And then going even further, if you want to meet the aliens, they might have something in store for you there as well. They might have a way for you to actually meet those aliens. How would you meet those aliens? I don't know. Maybe the TV show uh, Sweet Tooth gives you some kind of an idea of how that would work. Hybrids. Hybridization. Chimeras. You know, whatever you want to call it. You watch the TV show Sweet Tooth. What did they talk about? They talked about the Great Crumble. Societal collapse with the American flag in the background. Societal collapse. Western civilizations wiped out. It's all because of a of a plague, the H5GN, the deadliest virus in our lifetime, the first episode says, right? And then hybrid children save the world. They've got these animal characteristics. You know, you've seen those Netflix shows like Sexy Beasts and The Masked Singer, and now you've got a TV show about a virtual world where you have singers that sing backstage, and then there's a virtual projection just like the Ashley 2 episode of Black Mirror at the end of it, where they're selling this digital Ashley. I mean, the United States and China have experimented publicly with the development of embryos using human and monkey cells. That was reported in April by Newsweek in 2021, just a few months ago, published in the journal Cell. But research for this goes back to the 60s and likely before, since at least the 60s, Researchers have been crossing quails and chickens. In the 70s, researchers merged mice and rats. Sheep and goats have been merged, as well as other species that have no relationship whatsoever. Spiders and goats, pigs and humans, etc. You know, it was, a, it was a pig man, Jerry, a pig man. A pig man. The government has been experimenting on pig man for, for years, Kramer says in Seinfeld. I mean, genetic alteration, cloning, etc., 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 all these things could be used to show you them aliens. They ain't aliens, you know, in an independence or a men in black style. They're aliens that are made in the laboratory. And maybe the intelligence for those aliens that are made in that laboratory comes about in the same way. Maybe, maybe the technology for this is being channeled from somewhere. Maybe humans don't have any control over it all. Elon Musk seems to think so. He's like, look, I told him not to build it. They're building it. I don't know what to do. He's, he's sweating real bad. He's rubbing his, oh my God, I, 
I mean, see, here's my, here's my, my core issue. Although governments tend to dismiss their own interest in the subject of UFOs, they've always acted to convince the public that such an interest is itself a silly waste of time. But they have their own interest, and they've had their own interest since, at minimum, at minimum, the early 1940s. At minimum. In 1953, after the issue of the UFO UAP had become and remained a consistent threat, the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence convened a panel of experts to discuss the subject. This panel of experts included Dr. H.P. Robertson, Dr. Louis Alvarez, Dr. Lloyd Berkner. Some of these names might seem familiar to you. Dr. Samuel Goldsmith, Thomas, uh, or excuse me, not Thomas, uh, Dr. Thornton Page was another one. Uh, and then, of course, the Office of uh, Scientific Intelligence, the OSI's J. Allen Hynek, Captain Edward Ruppelt, who headed Project Blue Book later. And I believe, uh, I believe Ruppelt is the one who said that he wasn't told to completely lie. He was just told to kind of stretch the truth. But the point is, this was in the early 50s, and this was the CIA... Their Office of Scientific Intelligence concocting a panel, creating a panel, and concluding that the reasonable explanations could be suggested for most sightings and that by deduction and scientific method, it could be induced that other cases might be explained in a similar manner. They're they're talking about psychological implication, uh, manipulation of of, of facts and reality here. And, and, And what they determined... In the, in the final report called the Robertson Panel Report or the Durant Report, you can look this up, the CIA panel cited concerns over the misidentification of actual enemy aircrafts, the overloading of emergency reporting channels with false information, and the subjectivity of the public to mass hysteria and greater vulnerability to possible enemy psychological warfare. Those were their excuses to justify the following. Quote, the debunking aim... The debunking aim would result in reduction in public interest in flying saucers. This education, that's what they called it, another uh, Orwellian term, could be accomplished by mass media such as television, motion pictures, and popular articles. Basis of such education would be actual case histories which had been puzzling at first but later explained. And this was back in the 50s where they suggested using cartoons, documentary films, and specifically saying that Disney, Inc. could be used to manipulate people's beliefs in UFOs and flying saucers. Using Disney. And look at all the Disney stars that are involved in the summoning of UFOs today. The report also recommended that civilian UFO groups be, uh, groups be monitored, quote, because of their potentially great influence on mass thinking if widespread sightings should occur. The apparent irresponsibility and the possible use of such groups for subversive purposes should be kept in mind. Back in the 50s, the Robinson panel report said, let's use Disney and let's use UFO groups and infiltrate those groups to spread dis and misinformation. And my God, this was in the 50s. We're talking about 70 years plus ago. And, and, and what, what, what are they doing? 
Well, what did they conclude in this? The same exact things that are happening today. Is that a coincidence? I don't, th- I, I don't think that's a coincidence. It was like, te- this is like what, 60, 67, 68 years ago. Not exactly 70, 67, 68 years ago. I mean, but this is, this is the, the program. This is what the government has ordered. This is what the CIA, at least, has ordered since the 50s. And you're seeing Disney being used for this today. You're seeing UFO groups infiltrated today. I mean, what do you think, whether they're infiltrated by the CIA or not, you've got the Corey Goods and the David Wilcox and the Jordan Sathers, and then you've got all these other groups, the Billy Carsons, for example, the pretty sure he's a convicted uh, criminal. And you've got Stephen Greers, who... Yeah, maybe he's done a lot, a lot of really great stuff, but now he's trying to sell me a laser to, to summon UFOs, and we've got kids and teenagers and the political left and progressives speaking in political terms, and we've got people that are they're Hollywood celebrities, a lot of Disney people, and they're trying to summon the UFOs, and we know what people's brains do when they come into contact with these things. They kind of shift and they shut off, and well, that leaves the door open for a walk-in, does it not? Possessive, extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial, ultra-dimensional, otherworldly uh, ETs to walk right into the body. It's just like Independence Day, where Will Smith's wife says, promise me you won't go to the rally for the aliens. And she's like, I promise I won't go. And then she runs up there with the sign. Oh, my God, I hope they, the woman's like, oh, my God, I hope they bring back Elvis. And then the thing opens up, and they're like, look at that pretty blue light. And then the, the, the building blows up, and there goes, was that Manhattan? This is the policy. It's been a policy for a very, a very long time. Very, very long time. That's what Blue Book was all about. Blue Book was all about disinformation. But you also have to think of uh, back in the 60s, You had the Brookings Institute report completed in 1960. The Brookings report, technically named Proposed Studies on the Implications of Peaceful Space Activities for Human Affairs. They did that study 61 years ago, a little over 61 years ago. Actually, 61 years ago this, uh, this month, December 1960, it was finished. The Brookings report, this is the anniversary, 60 years this month. And that report is similar to what NASA is doing with these 24 theologians, what NASA is doing by trying to get a framework together for classifying ETs or UFOs or aliens or whatever they're doing. Implications for the discovery of of extraterrestrials. There's a section, the implications of a discovery of extraterrestrial life. We find the following text, anthropological files contain many examples of societies sure of their place in the universe which have disintegrated when they had to associate with previously unfamiliar societies espousing different ideas and different life ways. Others that survived such an experience usually did so by paying the price of changes in values and attitudes and behavior. This is where we get the idea that the Brookings Report suggested not to inform the public of what will and might be found in the universe because, in the solar system, because this could rip apart society. The report says, artifacts left at some point in time by these life forms might possibly be discovered through our space activities on the moon, Mars, and Venus. And yeah, they found them on the moon 
found them on Mars. I mean, how the Chinese are up there looking at the big cube right now on the moon. The Russians found uh, towers and domes, and you can look up those photos. I mean, what we are seeing today seems to be preparation for something big. I mean, you can use any analogy you'd like, uh, greasing the pan, prepping the patient. The public is being conditioned. The revelation of the method is trickling out little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit more, little bit more, little bit more. Now the floodgates have opened. And I'm supposed to trust Tom DeLonge. I'm supposed to trust Louis Elizondo and the CIA, who for 68, 7, 8 years, their policy has been use Disney, use UFO groups to convince the public this isn't a real thing. And that's what makes me think not only the, the Disney summonings, the Disney people that are summoning UFOs and all the other Hollywood and UFO celebrities, and the UFO groups, the Wilcox, and, and, and the Goods, and uh, unfortunately a lot of people on Gaia. Gaia, had, I think, was good at one point. All the frauds, all the, the pranksters, all the people that cut up aliens and put them in their freezer, like that old Art Bell interview. All of that stuff is just convenient. Now with social media and the internet just conveniently out there in the open, just spreading like wildfire, spreading like this and misinformation. And you have to get to the real root source of where these things are coming from. The uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Security Classification Guide just came out. You can look that up. And the guide tells you what they're going to do, how they're going to classify these things. We've got a copy of it right here. They define the UAP. And they say the goal and the mission is to detect, analyze, catalog, consolidate, and exploit advanced non-traditional aerospace vehicles posing an operational threat to U.S. national security and avoid strategic surprise. Uh, exploit sounds like they're going to do something technical with them. They're going to reverse engineer them or something. That's part of the plan. I mean, this just sounds like it's, like it's organized. And hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not organized. Maybe it's all my imagination. But tonight on the broadcast... I'm calling this Grey's Anatomy because I think the whole thing from the UFOs, reverse engineering, finding these things, they don't burn fossil fuels. These things could actually help us solve the climate crisis. The aliens are a lot more greener than we thought they were. And the James Webb Telescope can help us rewrite sacred scriptures. There goes religion and spirituality. We can reset that too. And if we really want to meet the aliens, we don't have to storm Area 51. We can just see the chimeras and the hybrids that have been grafted and created artificially in a laboratory because the creation of synthetic life and the replacement of the organic world is part of the transhumanistic eugenics agenda that involves the Jeffrey Epstein's and the Peter Nigers and the human animal sacrifices, you know, the real ones today, like killing their own children and drinking the blood. All of this is connected. It's, it's, it's integrated with, with all those little details that we just seem to dismiss as unimportant little points. And it's all part of the same monster. It's all part of the same otherworldly creature. Meanwhile, there probably are some really good extraterrestrials or beings from somewhere else, whatever you want to call them. I'm Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for listening tonight. If you want to support this show, you want to hear more of this show, subscribe to the archive. 
and check out our free archive on the website. It just has advertisements, but it still supports the show. www.thesecretteachings.info. I have a huge section on all this in my book, The Technological Elixir. Check that out only on thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Time is up. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.